This episode is sponsored by Arculus and Vald. Please stay tuned for more information on both of these incredible companies later in the episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker. This is the Wolf of All Streets podcast, where twice a week I talk to your favorite personalities from the worlds of Bitcoin, trading, music, finance, art, sports, politics, anyone with a good story to tell. Some of our guests are more than one of those things, and that definitely qualifies for Micah Johnson, who I have with me here today. Obviously, everybody knows by now that Micah is a prolific NFT artist and was a Major League Baseball player. But what's interesting is that last time I had him on the show was August of 2020, and his involvement in the NFT space was actually barely, barely a thing. We were largely talking about what NFTs could be and about his physical art and his paintings and the early ideas for Aku, which we will get into now. So I can't wait to have this conversation, realizing it's been this long, even though we talk uh, pretty regularly in in real life, as, as people say. Micah Johnson, man, thank you for coming on. No, thanks for having me, man. That's so wild. It's August 2020. You're my longest friends. (laughs) It's great. You were up in New England. Like, yeah, what is it? Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. I can't even remember New Hampshire, right? And you were like in your studio and you were painting all day, right? Most of our conversation, if I recall, was about your process, painting with your hands, the idea for this character from your nephew. So like, maybe we just talk about where you've come since August, 2020, the basic broad strokes. Broad strokes is in, um, really dug into the utility of uh, the blockchain, not necessarily NFTs, but the utility of the blockchain to yeah. uh, develop a character, develop story um, and tap into uh, this ecosystem of NFTs to kind of get this character Aku, uh, as you see behind me, uh, out into the world. And so like, you know, I, 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 in August, you know, I was, I was in NFTs at that point for about, you know, almost a year. Uh, but, you know, back then they were like, you were saying they like, they were nothing, like it was really, really small. Uh, so it was, it's wild to see even the growth uh, of the entire space in that time, like mind blowing. Yeah. It's only been about 18 months or so since then. And if you and I had been predicting when we had that conversation that, I don't know, NFTs would have a sketch on Saturday Night Live, people would sell one for $69 million just this week. So, I mean, X copy did like $24 million in 10 minutes. People would have thought we were nuts, right? I, you couldn't have predicted that. No, no chance. Like, no, I didn't, I didn't see it coming from that level. And it seemed like it happened overnight. Um, and, and I think that you know, I remember back to like what March or February of last year, about March and April, that's when like pandemonium hit when like everybody was like, I need to get in this, I need to do something. Every company and agency was scrambling to like figure out they need to do something tomorrow, you know, and it's like, um, I think there's a still a long ways to go. I know like there's like mass adoption, but I still feel like there's a, not that much innovation yet. And, and like, it's a lot of like rinse and repeat type things. Um, and so Hopefully that we hopefully we can get out of that that stage at some point here soon and, and we start seeing some really cool stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think that we've seen sort of this huge building in it on the collectible side that's posing as art, but really haven't seen the true art adoption of it that that might come. I mean, my recollection of how it all happened was really kind of NBA top shot, really yeah. set it off, right? And so then you had all the athletes coming in and sort of not understanding it, what appeared to be just this massive money grab, right? People come in like, I have a baseball card. I might as well have a NFT and do that. And largely most of those failed. 
And, you yeah. had, and I know for a fact you had everyone calling you trying to basically facilitate yeah. it. Well, what people didn't understand uh, at that time was that like this was like we were building for a long time before that mass adoption hit. It wasn't like we just boom, we had an idea, we made a project and launched the next day. Like Top Shot has a long track record of successful things. And Roham has a long track record of being incredibly successful in the NFT space. Right. And so like NBA Top Shot didn't just like appear overnight. And like, you know, it was a thing or Aku didn't appear overnight. And a lot of these projects or, you know, agencies and companies and celebrities were coming in thinking that like, oh, like Aku or whoever, just to take Aku, for example, was just like a, Mike is a nobody. He got, he got no followers. Like how can, if he can do that, I can do that. And it wasn't really necessarily the, the case. You know, the case was like, I've been doing this or like learning and studying for over almost, almost two years, you know? Um, and, and that's what, that's what it took. You just saw like, the result you didn't see the process but that's that's life that's everything <laughs> it takes 30 years to become an overnight success right or, or whatever they say everybody sees it the minute that it happens but they don't see any of the process but i want to talk about the process for aku because the last time you were on the show as i said it was sort of an inkling of an idea and now aku has grown into like a legitimate celebrity and, and media brand right so talk about that path yeah that was um I didn't anticipate the rise, you know, everything hit I, I, like Aku for me is this thing that's almost like a destiny where it's like I, I was releasing Aku February 21st, 2021, regardless of mass adoption or not. That was a character that was really personal to me. Um, that was a character I really believed in. And I just wanted to get it out into the world. So like the fact that mass adoption hit at that exact same time um, kind of like fueled Aku's kind of growth. I was confident in that, like Aku, there was nothing like it in the world. Like I, my daughter's watching all these cartoons and all like, you don't see anything like Aku. That's just like, okay, that you can recognize it. That's a black character. That's a very confident black character. Like that's an original character. It's not like a Into the Spider-Verse kind of like remake of a character that we always had. And so I was confident in that, but I thought the horizon was going to be about, you know, a couple of years where I have to prove this out over time. Um, and obviously everything got sped up. And with that being sped up, like we just continued to, um, or I continue to try myself with like really expert people um, from all different kind of industries. Um, and what's super cool about that is like a lot of people have no idea who's working on Aku, who's a part of Aku behind the scenes, but it's really all friends. It's almost like a family where it's like you're gonna see this brand and this person, and like in, in their friends with this person and that brand, and it's all organic. It's never been like you got to pitch them on this idea of like making money through this NFT. It's just like, yo, this is dope. Let's ride, you know? And that's been every single person we work with. And so that's, what's really special about Aku is just that kind of uh, people just ready to like, people see it as theirs, you know, and they want to like, you know, unleash everything that they're, they're good at and, and help it, help it grow. Yeah. It's really, it's really incredible to watch. And I mean, I think a lot of people obviously know about board apes, Right. And then they've seen sort of all the failed knockoffs, which are just, again, sort of cash grabbed. But what I find so interesting about Board Apes that I didn't really understand initially is the IP surrounding it. Right. Is that it's, you're not just buying this sort of JPEG. A, you're buying sort of a membership to the club. You feel like a part of this community. But if you're a celebrity, or an artist, and you want to create a DJ duo, which is happening right now from your Board Apes, or get a record deal or whatever, you can do that with the likenesses of these apes. But so Aku for you, it sort of started, I know you had bigger ideas, but just as a series of NFTs, this character, but now, like I said, it's sort of a full blown media brand. Can you talk about at least what's public, what's coming, what you're building around it and 
what that looks like. I just think people still view most NFTs like it's just this piece of yeah. art that I own and I can put it on my wall. And it's so much bigger than that. Yeah, I think for, like first and foremost, I think there's there's going to be a consolidation of top projects in the space as yeah. they as they begin to go. Like you see what Yuga Labs is doing. Yuga Labs is now off and and doing their thing. And you you know I'm really I'm really excited for that 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 team. Like and I think that that's good because like there was a window where teams had a year to show like legitimacy and like build things and do things other than merch drops, right? Like there was this window and and a lot of people didn't capitalize on that. They took the money and were chilling. And so what happens when I think in that case is there a consolidation happens. People don't want to keep putting money into these startups that don't end up doing anything. Like that's just life. Like you're not going to go like, you know, uh, invest in somebody who just has this like idea. Like you need to show us what you're doing, you know, and prove it. And that's why I think consolidation will happen. And for us, uh, a lot of people, it always bothered me that people associate us as an NFT because I don't get like the NFT. I'm not, I don't have the attention in the NFT space like some other projects do. And everyone's like, you know, somebody the other day was like, you started as an NFT project. How do you go mainstream? I said, bro, we, we are mainstream. Like we are mainstream. We're just not NFT stream. And I think it's because like what we have coming forward, hopefully we can start showing that more with like the Akutars and you'll start seeing the brand, different brands and different people that are designing traits for the Akutars who we collaborated with, um, who are thinking of ways to reward the community and engage uh, the community with their existing businesses that integrate into Web3 using our ecosystem. And so I think that's what's really cool is like coming soon, you're gonna be able to see like all, everybody who's been behind Aku this whole time start activate their their network and their business lines and adding value to the aku community and that's what that's what's super dope that i haven't seen from like a cultural level yet you know from like the tastemaker level yet right but i uh, even on top of that like aku could be sort of is but could become a legitimate celebrity on the level of anyone else in hollywood without being an actual living person right dude that's the dream i, I like we were just with uh, a lot of people and, and we were talking about this and I was telling them like, look, like, I don't care if my name is associated with Aku or not. Like, I don't, you know, I live in the you most never have. Never. I don't, I really don't, I really don't care at all. What, what, what would be super dope to me is like Akutars are out, film out. Now the film has all this momentum behind it. Like everybody's riding with Aku at this point. Right. And everybody's like, who is this thing? Like who's behind this? And it's like, I don't know. Like I saw, you know, Paper Planes was in chapter seven, right? I saw Paper Planes doing this. I saw X and Y and Z doing this, you know? And it's like, I don't know who behind this anymore, but this is super dope, you know? And that's like, that's the goal. Like that's the, that's hundred percent the goal. And that's why I think uh, uh, commercial rights are something that's interesting, you know? And that's, that's what made Board Apes really successful because it allowed people to kind of like, you, you don't know who, you, you know now, but you don't know who was behind it, you know? Like, I think that's the goal here. Well, you know now uh, accidentally, right? Because they got doxxed in the media, yeah. which is a whole other conversation. But uh, I don't think they ever intended for people to know. But they've made billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars, those guys. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 in I, a year. Were, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. They, they, were the, they were the first ones to really introduce and like uh, this commercial rights thing. Um, and, and, you know, truth be told, like not everybody's going to commercialize the IP. If it was that easy, then like there'd be a thousand board apes, there'd be a thousand Akus. Like there wouldn't be, Disney wouldn't have this premium on it or Pixar or, you know, these basically IP houses wouldn't exist, right? Everybody was making great things. So like commercial rights though, do give you that optionality and it gives you optionality for like a couple people to do something really dope, you know, that adds value to the thing uh, someone owns.
Yeah, I mean, people sold sort of back to the point. Yeah, he sold a piece of an NFT for $69 million, but it was thousands of days of work. Yeah, right? wild, wild, That's man. $69 million, right? I mean, what's it? You've obviously, I've seen the drop. So, I mean, you make quite a bit of money when you do a drop. I mean, what does that feel like to like be sitting there? You got five minutes or 10 <laughs> minutes or whatever it is to sell. I've been there when there's been problems as well. <laughs> what, what's that like? Doing. It's like it's like you you know it could completely fail and you could mint five of these things. It's um early on it wasn't that much pressure because it was like we had a successful first drop. It was just you know really just me uh, making art, right? But then we switched the gear and, and formed a real company right around this, and and that's when the pressure turns on because it's like Got investors. <laughs> you're 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 you, you are people's money. You, you are building something right now that like you have a responsibility to investors. And I look at, and I think investors are in the same boat, you put in the collectors as well. So you have responsibility to not just like a few, you know, investors, you have responsibility for thousands of people that like, you got to keep delivering on like production quality, momentum, um, innovation. And then like you had to keep executing on all these different other business verticals. And so, once the company was formed, the pressure got turned up a little bit for sure. Um, versus when it was just me just, you know, bullshitting around making really cool art and telling a story, right? Yeah, what's really interesting is I, I've obviously, I, I can say Aku is the only NFT collection I own, right? And, and so I, to, and to the same sort of point you're making, I don't really view it as an NFT thing, right? I, I feel like it's a, my, duty as a part of the community to just own it all, right? And I don't buy it generally other NFTs. But so I've been through every drop, right? And I remember there was one of them with Nifty Gateway where there was an issue with the CAPTCHA and then you were locked out from buying more than one. So it only minted like a couple hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know that that was extremely stressful and annoying for you because it was literally like you lost all this money. But now looking back, those are the ones that are selling for the most and have yeah. the highest floor because they're more scarce, right? Yeah, that was that was bananas, man. That was um, it was a whole thing. Like it's five hundred and seventy ended up getting minted. Get, getting minted. The previous before that was like fourteen hundred or something or seven hundred or something like that. And um, and when that happened, man, it was pandemonium. I was like, and which is, I look back on it, that that was a turning point. It could have gone one way or the other after that. Like I feel bad because I think I was texting you like, how do I do the captcha? Like you didn't have bigger problems in the I'm world like, oh, than me getting my one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think. We were still like small then, but it was um, looking back on it that we could have gone one or two ways there. We could have like crumbled and like been upset and made made a bad decision. But that was the moment I realized that this, when you have this kind of people behind you and people that like direct access to people who are buying and not not just liking something, they're buying it with their own money. You can go in there and ask their opinion. Like, what should we do here? Like, this is what I'm thinking and get real-time feedback and make it, make an informed decision that's what's best for the community. So we made that decision, like, you know, we'll open it back up. We did 570 uh, and that became the bottleneck. Like you look now, I think the floor of those are, are you know, around $30,000, $35,000. Um, and then people, a lot of people have been able to sell those, the early believers, and that's the bottleneck for the moon god. So I think, it, you know, it all worked out. <laughs> but like most of us, I think, I will just never sell them. Right. I, I only noticed because I happened to be doing the last drop. And then obviously you see sort of like what the floor price is, but I wouldn't even, that's a 35 X investment for me in a few months. I wouldn't even think about selling it. Isn't that, I mean, there very few of them are actually changing hands. Right. I think the most, I think at the, any time it's between like, 
three to four percent available in the market any any chap all of all chapters and some of those include you know ridiculous prices so like really realistically between two to three percent of all chapters are for sale and that that's that's a year-long project and then you know that's that's i'm really proud of that man like you, you in this space where attention span is so so small uh to be able to be able to continue to deliver value where people are like yeah i see this and what's really exciting is like i think people only see we've only shown really like the tip of the iceberg of what's really happening you know like people don't know like how often we're in la you know working and, and developing and building or the partners that we're working with uh not just on akutars but product you know linear content uh gaming all that kind of stuff like people just don't we haven't been able to show that yet and that's really exciting for for me in the community is that as we start to show people more like it's going to be like oh like damn you know like they really are doing like everything you know and it's like we're not yeah. just doing it and rushing around it's like no it's all methodical and it's all experts who have done this at a high level before leading the charge in different sectors you know so that's what's really exciting it's like we got diamond hands now but like what happens when like it's like oh by the way check all this out yeah i mean i think that's sort of the differentiator you're talking to about uh, talking about with consolidating right i think that you have thousands of nft projects and people try to do art and i understand that that's all got its value and its community but only a few people are treating this like a billion dollar business right and, and I was at obviously Art Basel uh, in Miami. I mean, you had a multi-million dollar installations for this one character, right? Yeah. With like Grammy-winning performances that and Pusha T's over here and Kalani's over man. here. But like, how how do you have that level of vision for something that's you know kind of a piece of art? You got to be. You got to come from a different background, man. You got you to come from a cloth where you know there's no. Uh, there's no like limits to what how your brain thinks what you can do and so like that's where i come from where like i really think i can do anything because i know that i'm gonna work at it and 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 so uh we just try to think about and luckily i have someone beside me like summer you know watson who also has come from the same cloth where it's like crazy anything's possible and, and she has accomplished things in her life that like are mind-blowing uh and then you surround yourself with other people that have done the same thing and built things from nothing uh, and so we just a bunch of people who just really think in like these like audacious like beliefs but then like we execute on them in in in, in a way that like i don't know it's just fun man like it's this is so much fun and like money is so irrelevant because it's like this is such a long-term thing and in the long term it doesn't have to be like you're not thinking like you know 50 year thing it's more like let's just get to the film like once the film's out and the whole world gets to watch this film and they got push a T on the track, you know, the soundtrack is so dope. The movie's dope. And it's like, once you get to that point, then it's, then it's a really big thing, you know? And so like, let's just do really fun things until we get to that point. Right. That's not just an idea that's happening. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah, production. exactly. Exactly. Like it's like, how much of that can you talk about? Like uh, how much of the movie can you talk about? Oh, well, you know, we, we literally flew in last night to, to, to LA to, to, to build, start building develop to start developing it. And we're developing it, you know, internally, uh, again, brought in experts, uh, brought in Kiri Hart, Stephen Fetter, um, from the, you know, Kiri was the, you know, VP over at Lucasfilm. Uh, now we're just building the story in the world out. Um, and thing again, like things don't, it's go time, man. Like, and so like, again, going back to like thinking that we could do anything. You know we're gonna we're building the story arc here 
in a, really a six-week sprint um, with the objective of creating film and TV congruently because of the way we're building an Unreal Engine alongside with Epic, we can do something like that, you know? And so we want to mimic the momentum that is built in the Web3 world and bring that and carry that over to like the Web2 content creation world. And typically a film takes years and years and years and you got to get go through approvals and greenlit. It's like, well, if we have the funding to make this, you know, culturally relevant, like stop the world film, like with our vision and the people that we have, let's just go do it on our timeline, you know? And then like, we'll see what happens. But like, we know that with the story already is really, really good. And it's been like nothing like it. And we also know the music is gonna be really, really dope. And there's been nothing like it. And so let's just do it on our timeline. So that's what we're doing now. Like the next six weeks is just a sprint. And then putting together a visual language, like this is like a, a pilot episode or a scene from the film. This is a track. Got to get push on it, no doubt. And uh, and like this is like kind of like a, a early version of what what the film will look like. Will the aesthetic largely match the obviously the drops? Um, I, I no, I think the drops was was really miraculous how we were able to pull that off with such a small team. It was like at some point it was two people, uh, one person. At some point it was three people. Like, it was miraculous, man. Um, the but the Akutars we brought in. I think our Akutar team who's making the Akutars about 30, 35 Can people. you tell us what the Akutars is? You keep referencing, obviously. Oh, yeah, I yeah. want people to know, know exactly what it is. Yeah. Akutars are, are basically our version of a PFP, but what's different is, you know, they're 15,000 um, three-generated Akus with all different. They're very story-driven, though. It's not like, let's just put a bunch of random traits and press a button and get this. Aku with cigar. Aku with bunny ears. <laughs> yeah, Aku like Aku. Aku. Well, we got, some, we got some Aku with the thriller jackets type stuff, you know? Like, yeah, we got... We got some stuff with Aku that um, they're very story-driven 3D NFTs. And like, why it's really important that people understand why, okay, why do you need 30 people building these, right? It's because we're building these not just to be cool profile pictures. Like every one of them has to be built to be living in an ecosystem, right? Like, so one thing people think, they always talk about the metaverse. I'm about to like debunk this whole myth. Like we're building this, our characters will be metaverse ready. But what the hell does that really mean? Because if you Nobody build knows. something, Sandbox has a different Sandbox has a different aesthetic. Roblox has a different aesthetic. Fortnite has a different aesthetic. NBA 2K, FIFA, all these games have different aesthetics. So when you want to bring your metaverse-ready character in it, you're going to have to redesign it every single time, right? And so for us, building in Unreal Engine and building these characters in Unreal Engine, which is Epic's engine, game engine, um, allows... And we allows us to build these things without with very little technical debt meaning when it's time to integrate Aku, these aquitars in a metaverse or a world or a virtual environment it's not going to take us much time because we're building those like with experts from all these massive studios who have built these amazing films like we have one dude who lit like the most scene in jurassic park with the t-rex lighting aku aku aquitars you know and it's like that's why we did it because again we got we got to move quick we got to move quicker than everybody else and execute on a high level. That's an interesting point about the different like metaverses and games and having to effectively reskin it for each one, because I think people have this, I talk about it all the time. So I, I apologize for everyone's heard it, but people have this sort of ready player one vision of the metaverse, like that we're just going to plug into this second life and live there. That's not going to happen, right? The metaverse 
It's just going to be like whatever game you love or whatever experience oh. you plug into. There'll be a whole bunch of metaverses that you'll just, it's a more interactive game or, or sort of life choice, or it'll just be stuff that, you know, you're wearing your goggles and you look at an ad and it tells you a hamburger by blinking your eyes or something. I don't know. Right. It's silly, man. Like people are spending a shit ton of money like around this hope and promise of the metaverse. And if you just look at the different styles of these different games and realize, I don't know if that really, that's not going to work because this style is so much different than that style. Like, like, like Aku, Aku as it stands, the Aku as they stand can't go into Fortnite. Like it won't match our visual language. Well, sure. We can do something with Aku and have a Aku skin. And that's really great. There's Aku skin and sandbox, but like, thinking of like this massive Akutar or any PFP ecosystem going into like a world. Yo, that's so silly. Guys, I have a serious question for you. How much interest are you earning in your bank account? Is it 0.00001% or something similar? We all know by now that there's a better way in crypto, but you want to be using the best platform possible. And that is Vault. I have been using it myself now for quite a while, earning the highest interest rates in the industry. 12.68% on stablecoin, 6.7% on ETH and Bitcoin, and earning yield on a ton of other assets. But it's so much more than that, guys. They have a robust exchange. You can swap your coins. And they have the amazing automatic investment plan where you can dollar cost average, or more importantly, buy the dip automatically. We know that when the dip actually comes, nobody buys it because they're scared. Well, you can automate that process now with Vault. Guys, this platform is absolutely incredible. It does everything. They're backed by Pantera and Coinbase Ventures. You really can't ask for anything more. And if you use the link right down below, you get a 40% kickback on trading fees, 5% commission on interest payouts, and 5% commission on loan interest. Guys, sign up right now at thewolfofallstreets.info slash Vault. That's V-A-U-L-D. Do it now, seriously. We all believe and know that cryptocurrencies are the future, but it's still very scary to be your own bank and have to secure your assets. Most of the traditional hardware wallets are hard to use. They're clunky and people lose their private keys. It's not really that efficient. And that's where the Arculus key card comes in. I absolutely love this thing. I've transitioned largely to using it for most of my assets. It's literally just a card that you tap right on your mobile device. You can send, receive, swap, buy, and sell crypto with that simple action. It's literally amazing. There's no cords. There's no charging. There's no Bluetooth. The only person that has access to your crypto is you. You guys have got to try it. And guess what? You can buy it right on Amazon. Go buy your Arculus on Amazon now. Yeah. I, so, and that, another point, right? So you've got Decentraland and we've got the sandbox. So we've got all these sort of blockchain native metaverse ideas and whatever else is being built, there's plenty of them. How do you, from, I guess, as a user, first of all, like people are buying real estate in these things, right? But as a builder, how do you choose the winner? Like, how do you choose where to, where to focus your resources I mean, Snoop's in the sandbox. Does that mean Aku needs to go into the sandbox because Snoop is there? You know what I mean? Or is it do you go where the luxury brands are that are in Decentraland good or question. both? It's a really good question. I think for us in particular, we look at we're we look at ourselves as a very story-driven brand, like media company. Like it's not about like let's integrate just because we want to like we believe in the virtual world. I think so, I, th I still think people enjoy passively enjoying content. 
you know, or going to an event or hanging out with friends. Like they just want to consume something. Like there's a reason why TikTok is so successful. People just want to enjoy it. They don't need to like go through this whole thing, right? And so for us, we don't really like, one thing I'm really fascinated in is the ability to watch um, linear content with friends, right? Linear content in a way where it's like, okay, we enjoy this. We watch this together, but now we can go into the same scene of the same, you know, show we're watching. Like, and then like, go hang out if we wanted to. Like it has, a, you have an option, you know? And that's what's really interesting in how we're building, um, because a lot of things we're building are interoperable. So like we can use assets we're building in a series and then like don't have to rebuild it for the for a virtual world. So I think having people, give people the option where you watch episode one and you go into this virtual world and now you're in the same world and we're having a concert with, you know, X, Y, and Z in there, or people are hanging out in there, you have games in there. I think that's really cool is when you can't tell what world you're in, if you're watching the show or virtual, but it has to be optionality, man. It shouldn't be like, yeah. this is a virtual world, you gotta go into it, you know? I don't think, I don't like think- Like you're in LA with your Oculus on and I'm in Florida with my Oculus on and we roll into this like concert together and we hang out. Yeah, like I think, I think that's going to be, still think it's ways away, man. When people are putting like the Oculus is on and like enjoying things, you know, I think, uh, I still think we're like five, five plus years out. So do you think that, I mean, so that said, most of what you've seen in the NFT space is a bubble, right? I mean, it's just a bunch of, I'm not saying that like necessarily the creators intended for, to be a cash grab. I think that anytime you have new innovation, a bunch of people rush in and try things and that's fine. Sure. But like, I've got to imagine that, you know, we got board Abe's, but when you get like, I don't know, pudgy penguins and turned up turtles or freak out foxes, or I don't know what the hell they're all called. But like, those are going to be worthless probably. Right. I mean, yeah. Worthless. It's, it's, you know what is it's just because it's not easy to build um, IP, man. Like, I don't care how much money you have, you could have a billion dollars. And if your IP sucks, like nobody's going to enjoy it. Like you look at like some of the most successful video games, right? Those characters didn't like turn into like these mega superstar characters in film or, or you, know, you know what I mean? So like you can't make, you can't, first of all, you can't make people like, um, you can't feed people bullshit. Like it has to be authentic, right? And then it's not easy to build something like that, man. Like it's not easy to build. Like we have Aku, right? And I really think like my daughter's too, you show her Aku one time and now she like recognizes Aku from just the helmet. Every hundred percent, every space helmet she sees now, like an astronaut helmet, it doesn't have to be Aku's helmet. Like you see Aku back there, like it could be a NASA helmet. She's like, Aku, dada, Aku, 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 goes nuts. Nephews, the same thing, right? We have an incredibly iconic character, but yet it is still incredibly hard and requires work, like nonstop work with experts to even like build something like, semi-cool right or semi like uh build semi-infrastructure right so like if imagine just having some random shit that you have you pay somebody a couple a couple bucks an hour to make well how are you going to turn that into like a, a massive thing it's not possible man <laughs> like it's silly so yeah and it feels like you're always one like whack or corny asset from blowing the whole thing not you specifically, but if you're building one of these things, like if you put something out that's not of the quality that people expect and it's kind of off brand, you could just lose people's interest because people's attention spans are so small. Yeah, man. I think 
it was sad, it, you know, it was frustrating to see like when we were doing these chapters and, and seeing the quality level and just continue to get better and better, but still seeing all these other projects like we're putting out stuff that was like made in like a week or whatever it was like an hour guys, and giving them attention, giving that attention and, and funding essentially to do nothing. Like what have they done? Like we are here, we are, like you said, putting on all these exhibits, executing on like linear content, executing on product, executing on like scaling which is like the hardest thing to, for any company to do is scale so like i don't care if you have a billion dollars if you can't scale you don't know how to scale or delegate it's worthless so here we're doing all these things but like turned up turtles was getting funding and attention right and that shit was annoying to me because it was like you that's going to create the bubble when you start when all these start to burst and you realize turned up turtles couldn't execute on uh, a linear content or a cool event or couldn't make anybody care about it right like and everything starts to bust and then it's like we're all we're good like aku's going to be incredibly cool and successful and, and do his thing yuga labs is good but then it's like the whole point of web3 was to create this 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 space for independent creators right but like you're you're funding the wrong independent creators <laughs> right yeah. So now is it all Aku all the time for you? Because I mean, you were painting a lot, obviously. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't seem like you're painting that much. You were also doing, you know, the photo NFTs and all this other stuff. Is, is that all like on this, on the side burner right now, all Aku? Yeah. I paint, I started to paint a little bit again, but um, it's more spare time stuff. I think, I think we have a massive opportunity and, and, and a responsibility uh, more importantly, like a responsibility that, you know, people, want to see this vision come, go through um, and, and deserve to see it go through. So it's, just, it's more responsibility. Just to, like, that's, if I'm awake, I should be working on Aku. That's how, I, that's how I think about it. All right. So let's say that you take this idea, 10 drops, feature film, billboards, whatever. What's the even grander vision beyond that? I know most people would stop there, but I know you. So I know that you're already, you're playing 4D chess and you're 10 years ahead. Uh, I think that it's... Um, I want, I want Aku to be a thing where it's a platform that everybody's utilizing, where, you know, it's a character that's being used in educational programs because kids resonate it and you can get a kid to learn about financial literacy in a way that they wouldn't if you're just sitting there telling them like, you know, this is how you do taxes. But it's like Aku in, in doing that. It's a program where, uh, another program where Aku is teaching kids how to do 3D things and how you make an animated content. If the metaverse is the future, there's not enough people to build the metaverse. So like, how do we utilize Aku to teach kids how to build 3D assets? Like they, like in, you know, Minecraft type stuff, but how do you make animated content? That's super, that should be super simple. So I think like having Aku be uh, a voice across different platforms in a way that we haven't really seen a character be, you know, a character in linear content has been product. It has been, you know, uh, something you consume, and you, but you buy your kids Mickey Mouse stuff and all that. We haven't really seen a character that takes on a life form uh, that other people are utilizing to uh, do good with, educate with. And like, that's kind of like the grander vision. You have the theme parks, you have, you know, all this stuff, but it's just, um, I really think Aku is the biggest, going to be the next biggest, like the biggest character. Like you're going to like, it's like, you know, the next Spider-Man. When was the last time we had a character on that level? You know, it's been, it's been too long. Yeah. It's, it's been forever. So does that mean that you're somewhat leaving the, nft part of it behind like that was sort of the launching pad and all of this is happening because i mean doesn't if that if that, all of that happens none of this needs to be blockchain native in any way shape or form right it's I mean, a really good just, question you'll just you'll be fully mainstream yeah it's a really good question dude i think um 
I look at the NFT community we have now and that we'll have with the Aquatars uh, as a core, really a core assemblance of people that can, as we grow and expand, can participate in the growth and expansion of the, thing, the, the things that we are doing. I completely agree. Not everything needs to blockchain, right? Blockchain could be a springboard to do other things. But I really believe in having that core audience help make decisions that like can add value to them um, is super helpful to, to make right decisions like and and to not have to like you know experiment um, and so to be honest with you i think i'm i'm very interested in keeping this core community tight like sure we can make keep on doing drops and, and make money but then it becomes a thing where the ecosystem becomes too large and it becomes all noise versus people who you really can like rely on to offer sound sound opinions and, and advice and so i think for me um post chapters going into Akutars, explaining the community a little bit, but um, just having that core people that we just win with, that you enjoy winning with. It's like Aku Dow. How do we how, <laughs> how, how do we get our hands on the, the Akutars when they launch? Like are they going to be minted on Nifty? Is it going to be something else? How are you guys going to drop those? Yeah, it's going to be on our own site. So you'll be able to um, you'll be able to mint it on our own site. We'll announce the launch date as we get closer. Uh, but I would say that you know Anybody that owns a chapter will get a free Akutar. And there's other mechanics that um, you get other more Akutars if you own more or more unique ones if you own more. Uh, I'll be rolling in Akutars, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're, I think you're good, man. There's a couple people that are really good. Uh, and so we're going to do that airdrop on um, on April 7th um, and then um, give everybody a, a, a basically a pass. And we're airdropping things because a lot of times you see people, you know, they give you access to a pre-sale you know, and you got to go right in there, to buy. Yeah. a right to buy, go click the button, pay gas. And basically I'm like, yo, that's whack. Like we don't, we have people who have been here for all year long who are spent spending money. Like we can, we can afford to pay the gas for people to make it a very seamless process. And partially to my dad and my uncles like own a bunch of like, you know, my family, man, like they're not going to like, <laughs> I can't imagine them going to click it. I, I would love to see your dad up in MetaMask, like trying to negotiate the <laughs> gas fees, sliding it slow to fast. Yeah. No, so so yeah. I'm like, yo, I got to solve for this dude because he wears me out like every day. Like, hey man, what do I got to do with these chapters? Why do you get with this extra one? And I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna airdrop them. Like, I'm not, I'm not messing with this. <laughs> right, but most people don't. Uh, well, I guess it's a matter of having the mentality that you would reinvest, but you also have funding, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a budgetary issue. I would imagine for you, how much will it cost us? And should we siphon off some of our investment to do that or the money that you've personally made? Probably not that easy for a lot of projects to just airdrop things if they don't well, have that's, the, the resources. That's a great point. That's a really good point. What, one thing I, you know, I will say is like, because of the, what we've had, you know, we have a collection of 15, over 15,000, close to 15,500 chapters. That's a large collection. That's yeah. like 5,500 more than board apes, right? And, or crypto punks. And so we're like, okay, we've done this. Like we've, we're successful enough to be able to front gas for people where they just like, don't do anything, man. You guys done, you have done enough. Like just chill, chill out, collect your chapters, collect your, you know, your, your, what you need and we'll just airdrop it to you. So once we have all the airdrops and stuff, how do you keep uh, filling that addiction that people have for getting more stuff? Oh, oh man, we got, we got, you know, they're going to never stop. This community is never stopping. Like these communities don't stop, right? They're going to, no. whether you want to make an NFT or do something, they're going to always want, want more. Dude. That's such a good point, man. You got you got so much smarter about NFTs, man, since August 2020, man. Uh, I didn't even know that. I was like, you hey, got a what, project three letters? 
No, I don't. Want I, don't. Oh, yeah, I should. I should, but I, you know. <laughs> no, I think I think for us, man, like that's the exciting part. We haven't even talked about what we're doing with the Occutars, right? Like, you know, they're super dope. We got five brand collaborators, um, but like we're going to announce more of our mechanisms around how we're looking at like um, segmenting the the the, the, the Occutars out, um, kind of like a team dynamics. Um, and also too, like the way we built the ecosystem by incorporating brands and in our relationships, like we, we treat it as a way for these brands to integrate into our community and add value to the community with their existing business lines. So like, it doesn't fall on us to continually add value. Like you're going to have, you know, these brands adding value on their own, doing dope things on their own that have nothing to do with us. You know, have brands integrating saying like, you know, if you own this trait, we're going to do this with your community. We're going to, you know, we're going to do this for you guys. Right. Or you know, I think that's what's super cool. So you'll let people run with the IP, kind of like the ape thing. We're like, you own an ape, you not as much, I know. But I, but if you own an ape, like, I mean, you can literally do anything with the likeness of that. You can even, which is weird to me, honestly, you can create an entire new NFT collection that's just like flipping one characteristic or something. Uh, I think, I think we're gonna um, I'm definitely, cause I'm definitely exploring this, man. I think it's an interesting model. I think. Um, I think, I think I'm looking at ways to make sure the Oculus, you know, the major IP that you see, like the white shirt, the iconic one is like, that's the iconic one. Uh, but the oh, other yeah. ones are so funky and fun that people can do some fun stuff with, you know? So we're definitely looking at it. We need you to start painting again. Dude, right? Do you miss it? Because I remember this is like what I reference this all the time because it's so similar to me. That the first time we had that conversation, you said, I was a major league baseball player. My whole life, all I did was play baseball. And the day I quit, I never picked up a baseball again. I haven't touched my turntables besides like one thing in like five years. And it was my whole life. Man. Have you picked up a baseball since? Like is painting going to go the way of baseball? Definitely I've not picked up a baseball since. My elbow would pop out of socket at this point. <laughs> like, like there's not a chance I'm doing that again. Um, but painting, you know, I've been painting a little bit. Um, but painting requires such an intense focus and, and nobody else can do it for me, right? So it's like, I got to be 100% locked in. It's not like I have like an assistance or other people working on it. So like, I just haven't had the time. Like um, my, my wife came to my office the other day for like the first time in like ever. And she was in for like, an, like 30 minutes to an hour. She's like, this is like a day. Like, this is like every day. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is every day. It's like calls here, emails here, you know? It's like, that's every day, man. And that's what it takes. And the people don't see that side. Like, I think you just like gonna do some shit and something, it falls in your lap and, no man, it's all day every day, and so there was like a there was like a team of people trying to take your phone away from you at your wedding. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't stop. I was like, oh, my guys are over there like doing deals, and uh, the family is rolling down the aisle. <laughs> I told Katie, man, we've been together forever, man. Like, this is just another day. Like, it's a weekday, I think. You know, like we gotta. <laughs> it was really fun, though. All right, <laughs> man. That was a great time. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I just, I don't think there's many people out there that have that sort of level of, of vision and thinking around it. Like, I, I can't imagine how you wouldn't hear this and rush off to go buy one, right? Not that I'm telling people that they should, but you could have charged like 10 grand instead of a thousand bucks for each one, right? I mean, you know dude, cool, your dude, community like, would have paid anything you asked to buy these. That, that's that, that's that, trust is earned. Trust and respect is earned, man. And, and that's something that, you know, you... I've been fighting for it for this entire year. It's like their trust and like continue to execute. And so um, I have a hard time taking like, you know, somebody can spend 
you know, a thousand bucks and I'm going to just kind of sit back and, and enjoy it or not reinvest it into the things that, you know, we need to do or not sacrifice everything. Because this window is like, it's a massive opportunity. Like, I'll be damned if I'm going to sit back and just kind of like rely on NFTs and like, that's it. No, man, like this is a massive opportunity that you're in rooms now that you, I would never be in rooms in, in, in before because of NFTs. So like, let's just go like blow this out. Maybe in a few years, we'll when we're, we're retired from all this, we'll get together. I'll like DJ your painting sessions or something. So play golf. Come out of retirement. I saw. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that almost hole in one the other day. About an inch, about an inch, and it was. It never happens. Like I'm not particularly good at golf. It was just a moment. But what was crazy is there was like this three super old people playing ahead of me, and I was just like I was alone. And I was behind them the whole time. It was taking forever, and finally. The second to last hole, they decide to like wave me oh, through. You know, we'll let you go. All, so, no, so usually I crumble under pressure. I'll like shank it in the woods. They were yep. standing like on the edge of the green in front of me when I hit that. And yep. I thought it went in by their reaction because I couldn't see over the hill. And then I got there, they were like dying. It was this far. Crazy. That's the worst that moment, they, man. That's the worst, dude. When people wait for you and it's like, hey man, just turn around. Everybody turn around. <laughs> yeah, like just, just look the other way while I hit. But that was that one was magical for whatever reason. I got a nice bounce or whatever. So listen, man, where can everybody uh follow you after this? More importantly, join, of course. I know you prioritize Aku over yourself. Where can they join the community and keep up with what's happening? Yeah, Aku Dreams on on, on Twitter and Instagram and our Discord. You know, there's links on there. I think uh uh it's a great community like I, I don't care if you come in there and you buy a chapter or not like just come see the people in there and they're, they're, they'll also awesome. the thing and it's, it's super cool how big is your discord now aku's discord great question i have no clue i have a lot. no clue it's really cool though man like these people are really everybody comes in there it's like yo this is dope i was like yeah we just we just chilling like we talk That's about big fan you know fan. everything yeah. sports like we just chill that that to that to me is I know we're supposed to be done, but that's like such the community aspect of these the really quality projects, even outside NFTs in crypto in general and stuff, yeah. and the ability to interact with those people all over the world, sort of seamlessly. That to me is what's driving this entire thing. Hell yeah, man! Everybody got lonely. We were all lonely for a long time, man. Now we got man, man. we got friends, man. Like, yeah. Especially- Especially you in these random ass places. <laughs> yeah, and then you get going, you get catfished, but whatever. <laughs> I thought you were a dude, man. We we're cool. Yeah, so 14, 14 year old like kid playing video games. You thought it was your best. <laughs> but I guess that's a whole different world, man. So everybody follow Micah. Go check out Aku. Like I said, I mean, personally, this is the only project that I feel like I'm fully invested in of all the shit that's crossed my desk. I really am very passionate about it. And so I hope you all check it out, man. Thank you so much for doing this and good luck out there in LA. Thanks, homie.